0: Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you will get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. What's up, everybody?
1: You are getting it from Partha and V. V is in uh, vacay right now in Miami. And uh, you know I'm I'm living out the Cali lifestyle, so always on that permanent vacay. V man, it's it it's been good to see you just enjoy your life the last few days, and the Instagram posts have been just fucking awesome, uplifting, exciting. What's like what what's going on in your head? How are you feeling?
2: Well, I think it's it's just at a point now. It's like when you can I'm mixing a little bit of business and pleasure, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But just having the flexibility and appreciating, I think. Anytime you you go somewhere or you invest in an experience, remember to experience that experience, right? And wow. it's like, I think a lot of people, when you were making that investment, there's a reason you're doing it. And there's something, I think we, you and I talked about this, and we'll get into this later, about being near water, the sun out, in terms of what it does to your mind, right? It's impossible to be unhappy. for you know, you, if, you, if you're in that mindset, um, in this, then don't make the investment to come here. But this is an instant mood changer. Anytime you yeah. go out on the water, anytime you feel, the beach, you feel that the vibrations of nature and seeing nature live unencumbered. I think it puts you in a it puts you in a place where, when you get back from those type of breaks, you are ready to run through a wall. Almost, and I think you get to experience that more consistently. Obviously, being in LA, Um, but I think you also took a break and went up to San Diego this weekend. Just give yourself a a break from your just what you know every day, right? That's that doesn't matter where you live to go somewhere that's not home. Miami is expensive as fuck, though. Yeah, Uh, compared to Ohio, yeah, compared to Ohio. But the difference between Miami and a lot of other places is is that you spend the money all day long, right? Uh, you know, it's cheaper than it's cheaper to buy stuff than it is in New York and LA. They but do have like that,
1: pretty high minimums in Miami too whenever you're sitting yeah. down somewhere, yeah.
2: And then they hit you automatically. They try this is with, they the
1: with the gratuity?
2: With the the service charge. They yeah. call it a service charge and a lot of people pay that 18% uh, that 18% on top because they don't know. You know, so there's, a there's all kinds of, it's, it's fun though. People are out here trying to make money for their businesses. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. Well, to your point, I mean, I just want to, you know, talk about like the importance of taking that time to like recenter and, and focus on yourself. Cause you're right. Like life is, it's a lot more than work. It's a lot more than money. It's a lot more than status. Yeah. It's about, you know, actually like connecting with yourself, you know, allowing yourself to actually be a human being. and part of it is like sometimes you kind of got to rewind to like when you're a kid a little bit and I think like it was cool because V and I had no communication going into this weekend about what we were doing and we both were on a boat at the same time on the same day and that just like goes to show how in sync two people can be which you know for me it's just like so cool that like you me Nafis who's been on here before all just chose the same day hey let's Let's do this thing and let's disconnect from everything. All our phones were off and we were just having a great freaking time on the water. And it's like when you get a few hours to just be somewhere and not worry about anything else, to your point, when you get back, you're much more empowered. Your your brain is just recharged and you're ready to go.
2: Yeah. And I think you started an important conversation that I think is going to keep going and be a theme for us consistently moving forward, which is being present. Whatever you're you're doing in that moment to actually enjoy that moment, you know, and it's easy to get distracted and think that the most important thing is being on your phone. The most important thing is actually experiencing that experience and taking the time. And and you can still do all the stuff like I'm not saying, Oh, don't be on social media, but structure it. Take a few pictures, you know, and but then don't make that your whole day though. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah Um, make sure you capture the moment and the memories but don't make that so much of what your trip is about that you're not actually experiencing the experience and i and i've seen that a lot while i've been out here with a lot of um the younger kids i actually saw this girl go into the ocean she didn't care that her phone was gonna potentially go haywire she was like i need to capture myself in the water (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: and i don't know what happened with the phone but it's
1: waterproof it's, now by the way the I, hope iPhone. Phone, yeah. I hope her phone yeah her phone was but she, i
2: don't think she knew whether it
1: was or wasn't <laughs> yeah she just wanted to wanted to get this shot
2: she just wanted to get the shot she's like i yeah, think it is
1: <laughs> it's bizarre man i mean like i i think about it a lot like even with text messages like one of the things that that's changed a lot in my life is I like, i just don't really respond to most messages these days because it's like Unless you want to coordinate something logistical with me, like uh, we can talk on the phone, we can meet up in person, or you know, I, I just I'm not pressed to have a whole conversation via text. And that's been like an extremely freeing decision. And it's like as you get more time with yourself, it starts to put a lot of what we deal with in society in perspective, and we look around and it's just like, oh wow, nothing that I felt like I had to do. I actually had to do. Yeah, you know what I mean?
2: And the thing about it is it said a lot, but I don't think people fully understand what it means to run your race, yeah. the way that you want to run it. Because sometimes you do compromise efficiency, you know, when it comes to taking care of yourself. Yeah. But you you when you look at this thing as a long-term thing, what what do you prioritize? I feel like the goals should be contentment and happiness. yeah and what that is is different for different people. So whatever that is, once you understand that first, you make sure you prioritize those things. like travel is a priority for me. and anyone that knows me, all my friends they know and feel that priority. you know what I mean? Yeah um, and it's 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 the same it's it's not just taking breaks but it's also, I think a lot of people get so caught up in the things of life. Like this is what I need to do. This is what the next step is that they're never even asking themselves in this present moment where I'm right at right now, what do I need? Not, what do I need next week? Not mm. what everyone is either thinking forward or they're thinking backwards. Yeah. And, and you brought that up and it's been on my mind all week. It's just that concept of staying present, you know? And yeah, how much we're all missing out by not being present, you know? Um, and it's just, uh, it gives you
1: some power too, honestly, because you start to realize that when you fully are in control of every decision you make, then you only make decisions that you enjoy, right? Like I'm sick of watching people. I, I love and care about make decisions because they're insecure. They're in doubt. And those decisions are not decisions they wanted to make. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted watching friends and, and, you know, whomever it may be do things repeatedly that come from their own doubts. Right. And it's like living the opposite side where you want to go to Miami, go to Miami. You want to go on a boat, go on a boat. You know, you want to do something. The only thing that's between you and that thing is the action. And if there's any doubt, if there's any sort of other things, that's just noise. You just got to get that out of the picture you know and it's like that's the part that i feel like if people rid themselves of the noise and just life is as simple as i want to do that i'm going to do that same thing with yeah. business right i want to build a company then build a company you yep. know don't be insecure about it don't be stuck in your head about it just do the actions and that work doesn't last all day you know that's, you can't you do it 24/7 so then do that, other
2: stuff that's the lesson that i've learned right yeah. and you know we talk about you know, as, as both of us being first generation Americans, I mean, there is obviously some luxury in the fact that our 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 parents did a lot of heavy lifting to put us in a position to actually have the, the free spirit. The reason they worked hard is so that we had the freedom to make decisions that they didn't have to make the freedom. They had to work. They had to make money. They had to make it in a whole nother country. Yeah. But I think the takeaway is that that mentality also sometimes let forces you to miss out on a lot of important things in life. Like you're so caught up. And I think this is true for a lot of immigrant families. Their families get so caught up in making a living that they forget about building and making a life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes that's the reason that they have trouble with these decisions, because they're constantly insecure because it's like, this is who I'm supposed to be versus this is who I actually am. And life is meant to be enjoyed. You know what I mean? I I think that that, when you fully realize how insignificant each person's life is, that's when you realize the most important thing is figuring out what's going to make you happy. For some people that might be building a company, for some people that might be, that might be, you know, playing a sport, it might be anything, right? But find that thing, whatever it is. Your work should be something that you're excited about. Your leisure should yeah. be some, something. That's the goal that we all need to get to, you know? Dude,
1: I think you hit the nail on the head too, right? It's about like working to live or living to work. Yeah. I think that's right. Whatever yep. the the analogy I'm trying to get at is or the saying. But you just, you just freaking nailed it, V. It's just life is so much more than just making a living. It's it's yeah. about living. And so that focus that society places on all of the measurables really distracts us from, you know, the things that make us happy. And when you focus on the happiness, there's doubts that come in your mind like will this focus prevent me from achieving my goals? But, you know, guess what? Like that goal of becoming a billionaire is not It's not a meaningful goal, you know, that's just something that you're picking up from Instagram and you're trying to compete with everybody else. It's highly based on how wealthy you were when you were born, you know, how much money do you have around you and a whole bunch of circumstance and luck that you can't really control. So to your point, you know, what are the goals that you're setting for yourself professionally? Are they reasonable? Mm -hmm. And do they give you the room to actually enjoy the rest of the stuff around you to enjoy the people you spend your life with? You know, your friends, your family, your significant other, whatever it may be. That's like, that's wealth. Yeah, you know, it's and, not about money.
2: And what being present will allow you to do is to receive what's meant for you. Versus, like, I've really gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, the shit that is natural. I don't get in my head about things nearly the same in terms of like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be in my personal life. This is how I'm supposed to be in my professional life. When you, when you finally empower yourself, I think it takes a huge weight off of, and everyone goes through this process. It takes a huge weight of responsibility off your shoulders because what you realize is that the time that you spend thinking about what other people are thinking about the decisions you make, they're not spending that much time thinking about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking about themselves, worried about the decisions they have to make.
2: Yep. So it's, it's 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 a key, man. I think, you know, asking yourself those questions in every aspect of your life, understanding yourself will, tell, will let you know what you're equipped to deal with, what you're not equipped to deal with, and then you can just move in a position where you receive. I do feel like by being present, you're constantly making in-the-moment decisions, and when you trust your gut and your instincts, you know that, none of those in the moment decisions are going to have a significantly harmful impact on you because you've already gone through that process. You've evaluated it. That's what staying present is, is that you no longer think about the impact of these decisions because it's a natural response versus something that you think about with what you do and that, and, and that's how you start receiving. And that's also how, you start giving your energy to the world. I believe you talked about it a few episodes ago about when you just constantly, when you move confidently in who you are and and people recognize that, right? And people respond, even the, the world around you, when you're moving confidently in yourself, the world around you receives you completely differently. than yes. if, you're, if you're walking with your head down, scared to look, you yes, know?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's it's crazy how the byproduct of you investing in your own happiness is this, the financial success you're typically looking for, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't catch that you have to have yourself taken care of first before you can help anyone else. But that's the whole, you know, put your mask on before you help others, right? In the airplane. Yeah. That's that's it. You can't help others if you're, you don't help yourself.
2: Nope. Nope. And, and I think a lot of people get lost in that in that race, even in in terms of like what media does, the things that we invest our, our time and energy into, what do we, there's a lot of shit happening in the world, good, bad, indifferent, how you invest your emotional energy into things also is important because you actually do have to filter stuff out and make hard decisions on things that you're gonna prioritize. If you're gonna to get to where you want to go right. Yep. You know, there are some great people out here whose lives are not about their themselves and they're for a larger cause. Um, and, and those people are necessary, but they recognize that that's what they want out of life. Right. Yeah. And so it, it's still an investment in what self actualization, even though their, their goals are, are altruistic, you know?
1: Yeah, totally agree, man. Um, you know, let's jump into our news and notes, and we're going to come back to this topic in in a little bit for our deep dive, and just kind of expand on uh, you know what it what it really means to take some time away from work and connect with yourself. Uh, before that, we have to pay homage to the great DMX, who passed away this past week. Uh, man, what a what an incredible artist! Uh, you know, un, unfortunate to see uh, him pass, but he made it further than a lot of rappers. so give give him some credit there especially with the lifestyle that comes with it uh v what was your feeling with that
2: i mean as someone who kind of grew up in the dmx era this is this is a guy that resonated a rapper who resonated with people across people who, who don't even like rap music right um they related to dmx and that's how you know from an artistic standpoint like the thing that matters most is are you emotionally connecting to your audience and what DMX really had was unwavering honesty and authenticity in his music. And a lot of that's why he's the only rapper, or only artist to have two albums debut number one in the same year, right? Yeah. Like when he captured the attention of a community of people, it kind of gives a lot, like people, we're all going through certain things and everybody just what you got from him was like unabashed honesty, right? Like you knew he had demons, but you also knew he had a a good side and he was a genuinely good person. And that's, that's the truth about most of us as people, right? Like if we're really being honest, we all have good traits and we have bad traits, you know? And some of us get so caught up in like the ego that we only care about our positive traits and how you can't ever accept your flaws. Right. We know we know people who are like that, who can never admit that they're wrong about anything. Right. And so what that the fact that you have artists that do this and this is why music is so powerful, that they empower you to listen to their lyrics and evaluate your own situation more honestly. There's something that that's why he became as, as successful and a bigger phenomenon as he did. It's not because a bunch of money. Was invested into him because he struggled for many years before he even got his chance. You know, as he's highlighted many times. But what he gave was his all to his music. And then also, if you listen to his music, he genuinely cared about society as a whole. He would have prayers for other, for everybody in the world. In the middle of his album, middle of his shows. Um, it's, but you knew he was a troubled soul. I'm surprised um, he made it to 50, you know, but I do think that there are some people who are so tormented that death is actually a unique opportunity at peace because we're spiritual, right? I really do think that he fulfilled whatever his purpose was for the world. That's why he impacted as many people as he did. And I think it's it's hard to get over the sorrow, but then when you start thinking about legacy, um, he definitely left a legacy and he's helped a lot of people with their mental health, which I think is is something that you can't account for, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that sums it up beautifully, man. So rest in peace to the great DMX and uh what a great great career, great life.
2: I'm looking forward to this new this new album. They said he completed it. So we're gonna get We're going to get a complete, um, complete album from DMX. Wow.
1: Um, You know, in in other news, uh, there's a ketchup packet shortage likely due to covid where they're handing out ketchup packets in in your bags now instead of you being able to sit at the restaurant. Yeah. Just a goofy headline. Uh, Yeah. Anything to say about that, V?
2: Well, I guess the the ketchup wars are over. I remember, I mean, anybody who's gone to a fast food restaurant, they we know that we uh, we're gluttons when it comes to those ketchup packets. Everyone it <laughs> takes like twenty packets to keep at home, and when they're when they're on a budget, so they don't have to buy a bottle of ketchup, you you just see the ziplock full of condiments. I guess that we're not gonna we're not seeing that as much anymore. But one thing I will say is Chick-fil-A is not shorting us on ketchup even during this ketchup pandemic.
1: Chick-fil-A has their sauce game down pat. There's no better restaurant for sauce. Yeah,
2: why limit? Why would you limit your customers with their sauce? (laughs) Uh,
1: Moving on, um, there has been a vote with Amazon workers in Alabama about unionizing, and they actually voted against it, which was... Uh, probably a surprise to to most people who are uh, very pro union. Um, v, what what's the uh, you know what's the thought here?
2: Well, I think it's interesting, like this idea of like unions being better, you know, or being unionized. It's almost like it's almost like there's been a real political campaign against Amazon. Like there's some sort of dirty company because they 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 don't want their employees to unionize. But what I saw in the article is a lot of the people who voted against this were like, why would we unionize and then pay dues to this third party organization when Amazon already pays us well above minimum wage? They pay us great, they give us great health benefits. The things that we prioritize and care about, they're doing. So why would we go pay dues to a union um, to just negotiate that process for you? And I find this in a lot of systems in America how much money there is being made and just creating unnecessary middlemen right yeah at the at the end of the day your employees and your company should figure out and and say okay what do i need to provide to make my employees happy and i think for most people that's a good wage and good health benefits that's what americans i think care about so if you're doing that then does with all the bad publicity and bad press Amazon's getting, is that fair to them? If we see in this case that the employees had an opportunity to unionize and they chose to stick with with Amazon. And that's why it's, uh, delve into these things and read into these things because, you know, part of we, I think one of the greatest downfalls of the American manufacturing industry is the unions, are the unions, because they are essentially what happens is power corrupts everyone. If you've got a situation where a handful of people are controlling the voices of the entire population of employees in a community, you don't think those people are going to get corrupted, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
2: The more direct the relationship, I, I, I think you would agree with me, just focus on having a good corporate culture and not get caught up in these, these like, methods like a union or words like just create a good company you know and take care of your people
1: yeah i'm absolutely with you the union started because uh employees were being you know super exploited in the manufacturing facilities of old and you know that's fair i mean if you look at some of the photos from back then like people were getting their arms cut off by machines and stuff on the regular like yeah that was was fucked up like that that shouldn't have been happening but you know, in today's day and age, a company like Amazon who pays its employees, you know, well over minimum wage, double the Alabama minimum wage where this vote happened. And, you know, generally is a flat organization, it's hard to believe that there's any sort of real issue to unionize about. Yeah. You know, I think this vote shows that. Yep. Great. That's, That's that great. narrative stuff, man. People just don't want companies to succeed when they're already big. And like, We get Bezos. I guess he's is he first or second now? I forget what what flip.
2: Yeah, it's it's, he's he's
1: there. He's rich, right? People (laughs) don't like that. People don't like that he's successful. People don't like that he's you know doing cool shit. And there's a ton of people trying to fight it. And on the political side of it, you know, people get upset seeing him also exploit the tax code to the extent that Amazon does. And I mean, at the end of the day. What are you going to do he's following the rules and he treats people really well yeah. he's a great business and you know it's better than what anyone else could have come up with so you know to the rest of the world it's almost like should do do better instead yeah. of trying to pull him down
2: I hate I hate the fact that we live like you said the narrative stuff that you're talking about is that when you understand money and you actually understand what investing is if you spend enough time in the stock market, this is probably the area I learned it from the most, is that the concept of risk and reward, right? And people don't understand that, yes, Jeff Bezos now is where he's at, but that's because his risk tolerance is higher than 99.99% of people in this world. And he went through a process where he was revenue negative for, and the company almost folded, but he had that unwavering belief in his idea, not in the idea of I want to get rich. He had unwavering belief in his idea. And, you know, Naval Ravikant talks, talks about this on his podcast too. Is this is the unfortunate thing that, that happens with, with companies like Amazon, right? Nobody sees the, the years and years of sacrifice where they weren't revenue positive, barely making ends meet. And then they're like, oh, now that they, they get the success everybody is trying to figure out a way to extract that value right we need to raise yeah. their taxes they don't pay any taxes and i think that's such a the narrative shit is such bullshit because no they may not be paying corporate taxes but amazon employs 800,000 employees who are all paying taxes right so yeah. they, they to say they're not paying their fair share it's it's there's a discussion to be had there right there is a discussion, but I feel like the narrative is so polarizing because it's like on one hand, people are just like, fuck, these, fuck this rich company. You know, they need to be paying more. But on the other hand, it's like, if you look at the value they're creating in the United States at every level, 800,000 employees with health insurance benefits that the federal government doesn't need to pay for, right? Yeah. All of them are making this this outcry about the minimum wage they've already addressed it as a corporation so they're in many ways they're ahead of the government in the things that people are saying that they care about raise our minimum wage give us good health care yes there's you're going to have to work right <laughs> they mm-hmm. make their employees work but they're making sure that your work is being compensated you know the conversation yeah. about, about what's fair is never ending right yeah but They are trying to set a bar that's higher than the minimum.
1: They're trying a whole lot harder than the government tries. That's for damn sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, this whole thing is another example of like, look at the noise over here while we do some stuff that you're not paying attention to. So, you know, for purposes, if you're trying to be wealthier or build a business or anything like that, none of this stuff actually matters. Like, no. Union, no union, politics, right, left, whatever. It doesn't necessarily affect you other than it'll tell you which way the wind is blowing. And so you can adjust your sails. But you know, you have other shit to worry about. So don't focus your energy on the media narrative that's meant to distract you and keep you from, you know, getting yourself into the conversation.
2: Yeah, And part you you understand this too, is it's like the thing that I think sometimes is unfair too and how the narratives work is the difficulty it takes as your company grows and you're managing more employees. Okay. If you've got three employees, it's a lot easier to make three employees fully happy and content than it is to make 800,000. And there are going to be people who are, who are not happy, you know, and they may not be a fit for, for the company, but then they move on. That kind of naturally works itself out. Right. Yeah. Who's meant for you to work for you. Who's meant in this job yeah those those people that's that's just how it works that's exactly
1: it and you can't you can't do anything about that like jeff bezos can't make sure every single person is happy he has other things that he's responsible for so you know at the end of the day it's like there's so much weight placed on ceos and founders as well but you know how much impact do they necessarily have in an organization right i mean like vision wise maybe significant but and maybe culture wise but like direct impact is, is not necessarily there because the CEO really serves as more of like a, you know, an exemplary figure to demonstrate culture, values, et cetera, and vision yeah. of a company unless you know, they're, they're not really there to deal with the micro stuff. Yep. So yeah. interesting. Um, the uh, NFT market has been continuing to boom, uh Jake Paul and Nate Robinson uh, NFT came into the market uh, with the opening bid set at ten million dollars, pretty high, pretty high for an NFT, but you know, not unheard of. And I genuinely do feel that Jake Paul's brand may may actually warrant this. I've been really impressed watching him build and and grow his his whole thing, man. Um, yeah, what do what do you think about like? He's been first mover on all new technology. He's had NFTs. He's had, you, was it you who sent me a video of like an AR Jake Paul boxer yeah. on a on a yeah. table? I mean, dude is like way ahead of the curve. He's angel investing in everything. It's He he just launched a venture fund last week. I, I've just been really impressed by Jake Paul.
2: Yeah, I think people, that's again the narrative, right? Uh, but behind people is sometimes, whether you like someone or not, You have to respect someone who's figured out a way to live life on their own rules by their own rules generate revenue um and understand themselves and what their brand actually represents like i said whether or not this thing sells for 10 million the brilliance of what jake paul did was put it out there at 10 million because he knew that that's what was going to grab media attention and what value in this collector's market what has value is what we place value on all of us, every single person who's on any social media, saw that clip when Nate Robinson somehow, some way, whether they knew who Nate Robinson was, or didn't that there are very few things that go that viral. So, if someone places in the market says, This is such a huge moment in history, I want to own that moment. Jake Paul knows that by putting it setting a price at 10 million, whether or not it sells there the stories are going to come out about mm-hmm. it. And that's the, br- that's the brilliance of understanding and manipulating media. It sucks to, that that's where we're at, where everything is a manipulation game and not just a value game. And you can get ahead by just manipulating opportunities. But at the end of the day, like you said, how, how another man eats is not supposed to be our responsibility. It's whether yep. or not they understand the market that cares about them and they can create a business within that to generate revenue you know yeah. and he and they've done that masterfully
1: exactly exactly and you get to a certain tipping point where i think where he is now almost anything you do is newsworthy you know mm-hmm. and once you get to that point you can make as much money as you want yeah. you just have to be architect architecting the process
2: he's okay trading on what he's trading on he's comfortable with it yeah and there's a market for it and so you know, you were a, whether you like him or not, you have to appreciate the fact that they're figuring out a way to be successful and live life on their own terms.
0: Yeah.
1: Plus, at the same time, progressing tech innovation, being the first adopter on all major new, you know, pl- like any any real like Bitcoin type thing or, or, you know, blockchain type thing, plus being a very aggressive angel investor. I mean, this they're dude is scared. doing a lot. Yeah, they, he's doing they it. Exactly. They
2: don't live life in fear
1: you know, there's a lot of credit he deserves that he doesn't get. is yep. kind of how I want to close that. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break. Ohio, Ohio boys yeah.
2: do it better, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the Ohio roots shining through right there. <laughs> yeah. It's that purpose. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, in the meantime, you know, think about our Patreon. That's the, the ones of you who support that we really, really appreciate it. It's, it's so helpful to us and helps us keep it going. Um, We will be back in a minute for our deep dive, and uh, we are going to talk about spending time in nature.
0: Show the Pilot Boy some love by getting some of our exclusive merch at shop.pilotboys.com. You're listening to the Pilot Boy's podcast.
1: Hey guys, this is Partha. You might know me as a Pilot Boy, but I'm also the CEO of Lasso. Lasso is a high-performance lifestyle brand that makes the Lasso Sock 2.0. The most functional sock ever to help you stay moving on any adventure you choose. Lasso uses patented compression technology with scientifically proven ankle stability to support key ligaments and tendons as well as moisture wicking materials and built-in strike padding so every single step is stable, soft, and cool. Lasso socks are also used to treat foot and ankle conditions like plantar fasciitis, Achilles pain, ankle soreness, circulation issues, and more. Check them out at lassogear.com or at lassogear on social media.
0: Undo Media is proud to be the production partner for the Pilot Boys. Storytelling is what they do. From video production, podcasting, and consulting, Undo Media's focus is on telling your story. Find out why four Emmys and hundreds of clients will back up why you should contact UndoMedia for your next project. Look them up at UndoMedia.com.
1: Just, just so everybody gets the way that you know v communicates I just think it's it's funny um very signature, but this is the way you know the the topic was presented to me. Mother nature is amazing. spend more time with it. I just <laughs> think that's such a great like thesis to start with like th- who who doesn't agree with that it nature's fucking awesome dude it's
2: amazing man and and when when you talk about being present, like yesterday we were um we went out to the beach. And it was mm-hmm. a, a just a crazy experience for multiple reasons, right? Like just sat there in the water, let the current, I can't swim, right? So I wasn't mm-hmm. out there deep, but just sat with the water and just everything that's amazing, how the current changes, mm-hmm. how in so many different ways you realize how powerless you are. When you're in the ocean and you look at out at it, you know, like you realize that you're not invincible. <laughs> even Michael Phelps can't survive in the, in, in the deepest ocean for, yeah. for, very, for very long, you know? But yeah. um, then also seeing how everything is interacting there, right? Like I don't know it, but there are all kinds of tiny organisms m- moving past my feet that I'm not even really feeling. If you look down, you can't see anything. You know what I mean? Water's clear, but y- you get to a certain depth, you can't see anything, but then you start observing, what's going on. I don't, are they, I'm not sure what those birds are called. I'm not, but the birds that are flying in the ocean and they just dive in with the long bills, they dive yeah. in and get the fish and come back out. Yeah. And then the smaller birds that their beaks aren't as big. They're, they're flying around, but they can't actually do the dive. It looks like yeah. they're doing kamikaze missions, you know? <laughs> but yeah. you, you realize that there is a such thing as a circle of life, you know? And I think as yeah. human beings, because we have logic and rationale, Sometimes we displace ourselves from the fact that we're just another being in this in this vast thing called Mother Nature. And then, as we were leaving yesterday, never seen this. We're, we're talking to some locals, and this giant out of nowhere sandstorm started coming toward the beach, and they had to evacuate the beach. And there was this guy who lived on Miami Beach for thirty years, and he's like, "I haven't seen that one time since I've lived wow. here." And and he was like, I didn't know what was going on. That's why everyone was panicked. And it's just, again, it makes you realize that each moment is va- in your life is valuable, right? Yeah. Um, And that you really are powerless. So what Mother Nature makes you appreciate is also that crazy, weird thing that you and I talk about that we don't fully understand the energy thing. Yeah. You realize that this is a cohesive system, right? Yeah. That everybody has their place and everybody plays their role. Um, those those birds that are doing the they're getting what they need to feed their family, and it's not something they have to go, you know, work, working it in a in a shop to 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 be able to feed their family. They yeah. eat out of what's available in nature, and I think that that type of thinking um, definitely helps people um, grow and stay centered. Um, and and control their ego. I don't know if that's.
1: I think that's so spot on, bro. I mean, the just the just the connection with nature that happens from a physical level. And I think there's like kind of a a prerequisite that you have to actually unplug when you go into nature. Like that's that's the most important part. But there is this like sense of kind of greater purpose beyond what we're taught is important like yep. it's easy to grow up especially if you're born in a city or in the suburbs or whatever you're born into a society that really really cares about money really cares about success and everything you're taught from a young age is we want to help you become successful as an adult so that's your focus and success is always measured in school by your grades by your test scores by you know how people rate you in in you know your group work or whatever it might be but it's never ever measured by how happy you are because only you can dictate that yep. and as you look around at the world especially when you take a step away from it you start to see that and and this happens a lot when you travel you start to see that there are totally different ways of living like mm-hmm. one of my pastimes has been watching this show called Terrace House on uh, Netflix amazing yeah. show it's a totally japanese And um, just to observe the way people interact, live, and prioritize things in their life is jarring because it's so different than we have here. And it helps you start to question a lot of the beliefs that you have deep down in terms of why you see certain things or why you value certain things, why you make certain decisions in your life. And, you know, every culture is very different. So when you start to build more of that global perspective – spending time away from it starts to let you define your own values, your own sense of perspective, your own sense of what's important and what's not. And uh, when you start to establish a worldview on your own, you know, which really comes from the isolation or solitude or connection with nature and the planet in a more meaningful way. I, I definitely feel that that contributes to um, this concept of like living life on your own terms, because You don't have terms to live life on until you develop them yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and part of it is also like understanding, too, that there are one of the things I noticed this weekend is like the idea of community, right? Like, as I saw those birds, you know, figuring out a way to keep their whole family fed, you know, (laughs) essentially, it made me realize that that is the key right? Finding the group of people that fit your vibration mm-hmm. that's necessary for every every species in nature. You know, you need to have your tribe, you know? And I think what happens as human beings is because we have ration logic, all those things and this this constant pressure to be individuals that I think that's where the selfishness comes in we're like the most selfish when you sit there and you observe nature we are the most selfish people with this great place called world amazing place called the earth that we all live on you know yeah. we're the we're the most we're the, the most i think we're the only only irresponsible species you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah dude like when you're outside and i mean like crazy stuff happens like you can just be sitting there and like animals will just come up to you and hang out with you. And like, it's unbelievable, man. Like growing up, I used to be, I used to have a lot of fears about animals and I used to have a lot of fears. Like I used to not like, like whatever insects or birds, whatever. Cause I didn't know, you know what they would do. And, uh, as an adult, it's just like, wow, you can just chill and like, you know, animals come find you and they catch your vibe and they chill with you. And you can just like, I mean, there's no better way to spend a day than just like looking at the clouds, you know. I know. You Staring know. at trees, like watching like squirrels run around. Like that that is never a bad use of time, in my opinion. And yet in society that we like we trash people who do that because we're like, Oh, they're not being productive. But it's like productivity is such a such a trap because you spend all of your days trying to cram more and more into it. And it's like Okay, you just did a lot of stuff, but you know, are you any happier of a person? or are you just gonna wait until you hit some arbitrary mark of success to realize that all of that time was a total waste that it didn't actually take you anywhere?
2: Yeah. And then also, like, I think capitalism does something where sometimes it people misunderstand uh, materialism versus happiness like, there are certain things that require you to spend a certain amount of money that impact your happiness, like knowing and learning certain things. For example, for me, if if I have the sun and I have the water, my mood is always optimistic. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking bigger, right? And so therefore, I look at it and I say, the value proposition there for me considering the things that make me content and make me happy necessitate me having the ambition. remember I text you this the ambition for us to get a house on Star Island yeah. so that whenever we come we can have that feeling for in, in perpetuity. Yeah you know you know what I mean that's what it's about. It's not about the material aspect of it. Oh, I want everyone else to think I'm wealthy. No, I know what this does for me and my mental peace and my mental happiness this is that's why this is an ambition that i need to have and i need to figure out how to get it and i think sometimes we're made to feel guilty for those things so long as it's coming from that authentic place and it's not hey i want to have a star a house on star island so everybody knows i have a house on those are two different things
1: you know yeah, what i mean absolutely absolutely so, um, you know, on that note, spend some time in nature, you know, turn your phone off, learn to figure out, you know, which voice in your head is worth listening to and which one is is spreading some noise. Um, I heard this, this powerful quote, anytime you hear a voice in your head, don't listen to it, which is pretty interesting. Um, it is, you know, yep. they said only the ego speaks, right? Oh, wow. Powerful.
2: Very powerful. Very um,
1: uh, on that note. We're gonna go ahead and wrap episode seventy six. Uh, to everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please engage with us on social media at Pilot Boys Podcast, at Pilot Boy V, and at Lasso Partha. Uh, we're here to to help you, you know, get your head in the clouds, if you will.
2: Be you, you is fly. Pilot boys, we get on-